0: I like beer, it makes me
1: a jolly good fellow,
0: I like beer, it
1: helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow, makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff.
0: And I'm your host, Jeff, and uh, we are back from our road trip to Utah. Uh, we all made it back intact. So with us today, we've got the doctor. Aloha. We've got sound guy, Tom.
2: Check one, two, check one, two.
0: And producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. I think we're a podcast that desperately needs to uh, get back into the studio together as we uh, get your vaccines, boys. Teachers
1: by day, beer drinkers by night. And we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool,
0: and join us. And of course, don't forget to find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer, the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer, the Po one and I Like Beer, the Ta one on Twitter and virtually toast with us on Untap. We are very easy to find. Just look for all of us under I Like Beer, the podcast.
1: Yeah, take a few seconds, if you don't mind, and give us five stars. Leave a comment or share us with a beer-drinking friend. We peaked over 12,000 downloads last week. How about that?
3: Woohoo.
0: How about that? That's exciting.
1: So when you share, that's how we get to expand and and bring you more stories. As Like we said, we just returned from behind the Zion Curtain in Utah. Our beer run, we brought you back beers and stories to share. And it was a lot of fun. Talon, you want to give the listeners a rundown of our adventure?
0: Yeah, so we started off by heading out with a big uh, RV trailer caravan, and uh, we went to Vegas for the first night. It wasn't an exciting Vegas night. We just slept there in a in a trailer park basically overnight because we wanted to continue our run to Utah. Through the course of the week, we uh, did some great mountain biking. We visited Zion Bryce. We visited so many different national parks and state parks. There's too many to name at this point. We did some hiking, and, uh, and obviously we did a lot of beer drinking, sitting around the campfire. Uh, so it was a good time. Good trip.
4: So what do we bring back? What are we drinking right now from our road trip, boys?
0: Yeah, let's hear.
1: Everybody got a Utah beer to share? Doc, start us off.
4: All right. I'm going to say uh, I had, we had a lot of great beers, but uh, one of my faves was a uh, an IPA, a blackberry cream IPA from Rooster's Brewery in Utah. So cheers to uh, Rooster's Brewery.
1: Cheers. That was a tasty beer. Talent, what are you drinking?
0: Again, the beer fridge is very full at this point, which is probably a good problem to have. And so it was tough to find one, a couple to bring for tonight. Um, so I'm going to start off at Silver Reef Brewing Company, which was the first brewery we had actually on our way into Utah. So that was like one of our first, actually, it was our first stop. And we had a good interview with them. Um, so I'm drinking their Agua del Diablo, which means water of the Diablo. It is a Mexican-style lager. I'm enjoying this beer. i really enjoyed uh, visiting that brewery and, and getting to uh, see what they're all about. Excellent. Padre, what are you drinking?
5: I'm drinking the Wasatch Apricot Hefe. It meets uh, Talon's category of uh, Hefeweizen, I think, based on how he <laughs> rated it. I rated it a four. It's got a great Hefe- Hefeweizen flavor. And uh, what uh, Talon, I think... Uh, tastes as medicine (laughs) i actually really like (laughs) and uh and then it has a nice overtone of apricot so yeah big difference in my palate and talents on this particular one because i really like it i'm working on
1: it joe i thought that beer was excellent so did the fixer that's why there's not a six-pack when you got home talent
5: yep it's the next big thing to tackle
1: (laughs) yep tom did bring his own stash of sierra nevada to utah and I'm not kidding. He did. He he showed up in Utah with Sierra Nevada. He did. Who wouldn't? But what are you drinking today, Tom?
2: Well, I set the Sierra Nevada aside, and I pulled out Uinta's Brewing. And I think this was one of the favorites amongst the team here, the Mango Golden Spike. Uh, very tasty, very fruity, very much potentially a porch pounder this summer if we were anywhere close to this brewery. So, well done, Unita.
1: And I just have their regular Golden Spike Heffenweizen, the Uinta, uh, out of Salt Lake City, and it's it's delicious. And like a Utah beer has to be, 5% brewed with renewable power, wind and solar,
4: Doc. I like that.
1: When we get up to northern Utah or wherever the heck Salt Lake City is, we got we got to go to this brewery. and then making some good some good beers. Yeah. Well, we all got a beer in hand. I I hear a second beer being poured already.
4: That's <laughs> that's me. <laughs>
1: uh, we got all beer in hand. Okay. <laughs> you sticking with the same, or you got something new?
4: I got something new, but this one's from Idaho, close to Utah. It's a hazy. I I needed a hazy. <laughs> 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 Are you
1: gonna tell us what it
4: is? <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, <laughs> Saw to- we, we were drinking a lot of this beer. Sawtooth Brewery. It's their uh, free solo. I guess it gets to the rock climbers, but it's their hazy single hop IPA. So it's it's a good one. But again, again, you know, you know me. Have I've ever rated a hazy that I didn't like? So take that with a grain of salt.
1: True, true. Now I have to go quick here before Doc has an empty glass again. <laughs> Maestro, while well, we all have a beer, roll out the orchestra. It's time for toast roast and pour one out utah edition talent i put you in charge of our utah trp what you got
0: yeah so i tried to um Just get some quick hitters, because I know we got a bunch of interviews that we want to get to tonight. Um, And so I just kind of couple along that theme. So First Toast is basically just to the state of Utah. Um, I think we all agree, what a beautiful place. If you've never been there, uh, definitely you need to go check it out. Um, Obviously, we primarily were in southern Utah. The scenery there is incredible. Otherworldly, I'd say in some places, it was as we went on a bike ride with Tom and, and the doctor and stuff. And it was like we were riding through Mars. In certain areas, just the structures and the formations and that kind of stuff. So, you know, big toast to that. I'll just shout this out here. Everyone, if you have a moment, you can check it out online. The Gooey Duck Spire at Kodachrome Basin was a, a particular <laughs> area of interest. We had a good time with that. So, but if you just have some spare, a couple of moments, just Google that Kodachrome Basin, Gooey Duck Spire. I think you'll get a good chuckle out of that.
1: Better yet, go find us on Twitter because I posted a picture of it saying uh, uh, Utah says ILB is number
2: one.
0: That's right. There you go. And we did get some good responses on that.
2: I texted Brother Sean with that, and he wants a shirt for his birthday.
0: Maybe next year, Sean.
1: <laughs> well, he deserves it more than anyone. It really fits him. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, it does fit him.
1: Can I get a quick toast in for your uh, talent strawberry blonde that he brewed and, and brought a uh, keg of to Utah just in case we didn't find beers?
4: I'll toast that.
1: That was a Shawshank beer. Excellent.
4: Yeah, I'll toast that. So, hey, Talent, if Talent opens a brewery, you know, so far he's, you know, he's batting a thousand. He is. Can you bat a thousand? I, I believe so. Batting a hundred? Whatever.
0: <laughs> Pretty close. At least if you're above 300, you're 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 a Hall of Famer. So that's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so no, it came out really good. And, and the thing I was most excited about is I was able to keg it and take the keg on the road, which was kind of fun.
4: But, you know, you need a bigger keg because that only lasted like, what, one night?
0: And it lasted one night. I need a bigger cooler. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So bigger cooler equals a bigger keg. So it all kind of goes together. The next night we got one glass out of it. (laughs) Yeah. So.
1: Well, with such a great trip, I'm a little surprised you have something on the roast here. But when I saw it, I I remembered, oh yeah, there was a roast. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it is a roast. You know, it's hard to find too many things that were negative about this trip. I think all in all, it was pretty fun. But we did have one day that was got a little interesting. And so I, I had to think hard on roast. So the first one I'm just going to kind of go at Zion national park and I'll just throw it out there, not roasting Zion in terms of it, the place or anything else, but Oh my gosh, how crowded was that place? Um, So again, if you're planning on a trip out there, just, just be aware of it. You're we're in the tourist season and it's pretty packed and crowded. We found that if you went later in the day, that was actually a pretty good time to head through there. And then we, we ended up going to Springdale, which is right outside the park on one side of it. And you know, for whatever reason, just kept running into kind of roadblock after roadblock. We were trying to get some food, and first, this restaurant doesn't open till four o'clock. That restaurant doesn't open till five o'clock. This re- restaurant only serves from one to two. It took us forever to find food, to find parking, and everything else. So, again, hopefully, as the season gets a little more underway, I know we were kind of in most May 1st seems to be the typically their start of their season, but, uh, Hopefully they get that all sorted out because we talked to a bunch of people that were really frustrated coming out of that. So um, that's my roast right there. And like I said, it was hard to find anything to really pick apart on this trip. That was a frustrating uh, four or five hours there in Springdale. Most of that
1: walking back and forth from the parking spot to anything else.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So we missed a brewery on our T-shirt. That fries me a little bit.
0: Yeah. We did as a result.
1: You know, put that in the roast category as well. Roast ourselves for that. I would agree. I was ten minutes away. <laughs> I was ten minutes away, but I was w- when you're when you're working in a big group. <laughs> I looked into the eyes of the uh, eight people I had with me, and I was going to be all alone <laughs> and separating from the group. And I fell right back into herd mentality and went back to Zion. <laughs>
5: That's a good, like a good boy
1: but we were close to making it to edge of the world brewery. And I had found a brew pub to sit in till they open. Cause apparently there's just magical open times. Who knows when they're going to open. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that kind of hurt.
0: Yeah. I think that's the whole key. I would say on this, if you find a place that's open, get in there and and, and hold down the table.
1: And you've got a pour on here. I'm curious about.
0: Yeah. So the, the pour I, I got here is really for my self-esteem um, and as I reflected on the week, it, I, I had it happen to me twice uh, where I had to, had to have a little step back and you know kind of lift myself up. Uh, the first one was on our way in. We were heading through uh, Colorado City and we stopped to get some gas and go into a grocery store there. Um, if you don't know about Colorado City, it, there's a different lifestyle there. I'll just throw it out that way. It's a different lifestyle people that people live in Colorado City. You know, going into that uh, supermarket, it was pretty obvious that either A, COVID had never happened or it was done because... Uh, you, you, we were the only ones wearing masks in the entire store. Uh, so that was a little unique cause that's not what we're used to and whatever. So we did our business. We, and, uh, but as I was walking out of there, uh, there were a couple of, uh, I would say about middle school agers who, uh, proceeded to start laughing at me cause I was wearing a mask and making fun of me. So that, that hurt a little bit. So that was my first little ding on my self-esteem. <laughs> and then my second one was, you know, in our, and you'll, you'll hear it if you listen to the, the interview, but one of my favorite beers from Utah is is Wasatch Brewing's Blueberry, and I was informed by the the brewer that we were interviewing that, uh, yeah, that was kind of a weak call. So that, that hurt my self-esteem again, but I had another Blueberry, and I went, no, I'm right. I know this is a really good beer. So I, that quickly uh, rectified itself, and I overcame my issues with my self-esteem. <laughs>
4: Wait, talent. I think the reason they were laughing at you is because you actually only had one wife along with you. Maybe that might have been the problem. <laughs> that could have been it at that point. That might have been it. And maybe that's why, I, maybe I took
0: it the wrong way. Maybe I thought it was because of the mask. Right. You could be right. Right, right, right. Like I said, uh, definitely, definitely alternative lifestyle there.
1: When we went back on our way out to get gas and go run in that grocery store to load up, because they did have an excellent beer selection. Yes, they did. <laughs> Safety measures aside, Julie got a full scoff as she walked in. Someone just looked at her and went, ha! But she was proud. She, I'm from California. I'm wearing my mask.
5: <sighs>
1: this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. On our way to Glendale, Utah and the Bauer Family RV Camp, excellent showers, just gonna throw that out there. We stopped in St. George to check out Silver Reef Brewing. Very good amber ale called Littlefoot, with a dinosaur shout out to Land Before Time cartoon series. And we got to hear a little of the Silver Reef Brewing story and their plans from taproom manager, Shalon Hall. Shalon, thank you for allowing us to come into Silver Reef Brewing and, and hear a little bit of the story. Uh, We're excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about the roles you play here.
6: All right. Well, thanks for making the trip out to see us. Um, I'm excited to be a part of Silver Reef. I'm the sales manager for the brewery. So uh, we've been around since 2018. So, yeah, we're excited to bring the first brewery to St. George, Utah.
0: Very cool. So tell us a little bit for people who know a little bit about St. George, uh, Utah, and then maybe now the brewery scene in St. George, Utah.
6: Well, prior to Silver Reef, there wasn't much of a brewery scene in St. George, Utah, big shocker, I'm sure. (laughs) So yeah, it's a beautiful corner of the state, uh, you know, huge, we have a huge tourism population of people coming through. So, uh, the brewery sees a lot of tourists like myself that seek out breweries. So we're just happy to be here.
1: And let's hear a little bit about the Silver Reef origin story.
6: Sure. So one of our owners is a local Utah guy. Um, Silver Reef is a town just north of St. George. So they were just tossing around, you know, Utah names and ideas for the brewery and Silver Reef stuck.
0: And so out of your beers here, do you have a favorite beer in your lineup?
6: Well, I like them all. That's wow. uh, <laughs> Yes, I have to say that. But no, I genuinely do. But uh, our White Dome IPA. Okay. It's, it's got a Belgian twist to it. It's tropical, but also got some spices to it. So it's really crisp and refreshing. Um, I'm really excited. We brewed two new beers this week. We did the Java Madre, which is a uh, coffee stout. Again, one of our higher point beers and a double red IPA that I'm really excited about too, which might even be my new favorite. Oh,
0: nice.
1: And what's next for Silver Reef?
6: So um, as you can see, we just have the tasting room open now. But uh, we will break ground this month on our pub. So we're really excited to be able to offer a good time to everybody, you know, food. We're gonna do an awesome beer garden outside. The views from here are epic. So yeah, it's just gonna be a lot of fun. St. George needs it. We need a place where everyone can come together, share a beer, sit outside and enjoy the sunshine. So it's gonna be really fun.
1: Sounds like we're coming back. Yeah, it definitely does sound (laughs) like we need to make a trip. But before we leave, let's have some beers. That sounds good.
6: (laughs) All right, cheers, Thank you guys. so much. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. cheers. cheers.
1: That was awesome. Perfect. Uh, All right. right, so trying some silver reef ales and lagers. Hey, Doc, what did you start with?
4: You know, I had the little foot amber, and uh, it, is, it is pleasant. I'm enjoying it. But there isn't an amber I haven't liked, so there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah,
0: you're kind of an amber. Yeah. Uh,
4: can you say that? <laughs> yeah, lush, sure. I guess. Amber Lush. Right. In yep. Utah, Lush. Oh, you, Stick with Lush.
0: Lush, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call you an Amber Aficionado. I think that's more appropriate. Okay, for, for, for so I, I Obviously, when I saw this menu, I had to go first Mexican lager, and it's probably one of the greatest names I've seen for Mexican lager. Agua del Diablo, which is uh, water of the devil, for uh, those, or devil water, I guess, would be a more appropriate. Really good light. I, I enjoy it's got, it. has got. It, it's a very uh, traditional Mexican lager. You get a little bit of the sweetness of the corn.
4: You think um, with that name would be to have some heat. You have some fire. Yeah, you would think. I, I will you bet know, you at some point. Like they habanero probably, or something. They probably brew it with chili there at some point. Yeah.
0: Just to, to but they don't need to. It's really good. It's refreshing. I need a nice warm day on a beach in Baja for this. <laughs> I've got the Colored Country Red Ale,
1: uh, which is a five percent uh, little malty, little biscuity, and I think probably made with some sort of Belgian yeast involved in it. So uh, also an excellent beer, so well worth the trip. Yep. To Silver Reef Brewing Company. I'm going to
0: go ahead and buy some right now. <laughs> Let's stock up. Home with fill up the All coolers. Right. Cheers, Cheers, everybody.
1: So we stocked up with Silver Reef Brews, headed further into Utah.
0: And, Doc, I wanted to, to ask you this. Is you were introduced to um, the Southern Utah brand of science as we toured the slot canyons. Did you learn a little something to bring back to your classroom?
4: <laughs> Actually, yeah, I learned that some places uh, in the country – they have a different brand of science. It's not really science because, you know, as as you know, science is based on facts. Science is based on facts. And <laughs> basically, I don't know that they believe that in some places. I, just some people may not have had science class ever. And basically, you know, science is a matter of opinion. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, so, you know, anything that's science related is just it's whatever you think. Whatever you think, it's your opinion, like how the Grand Canyon was formed or any of these formations. It's just, ah, it's, up, it's your opinion. How, however you think about it, that's up to you. So anyways, uh, that was kind of interesting. A little frustrating for me as a scientist, but oh, it's okay. I'll, I'm fine with that.
0: All right. So doc, so here's my thing is, is now any kid, any student that's listening to this is going to come up to you after that next test and go, you know, I missed number five, but it's a matter of opinion.
4: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> good move no, to utah okay.
0: <laughs> i thought it was funny when i saw you educating the guy like he's he's this is the guy we've paid money to take us on the trip and he's explaining this whole thing about this you know he's pouring water on this rock and he's explaining this whole thing about the fossil or whatever else and he's been telling probably everybody's ever taken out this this same story and you go oh by the way, that's an animal. He goes, oh, really? You know, it's like, so that was a good example right there of just kind of the the loose interpretation of what's going on out there.
1: I did enjoy watching you stir.
2: I, I was just going to say, it was really interesting watching the happy-go-lucky jovial doctor get a little ruffled there.
4: Yeah. It was. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, hey, these guys do this. They're they're taking hundreds and thousands of people out there, and they're just, like, making shit up. You know, it's like they're winging it. Like, come on, it's not that hard to go on the Internet and look stuff up. I know, granted, the Internet's full of, like, fake news, but, you know, just look at your sources, check a couple things, and, you know, teach yourself, you know, about science. But anyways, yeah, yeah, it was a little frustrating, but that's okay. I'm over it.
1: That's a lot of work. It's easier to have an opinion. Very true.
0: (laughs) But the slot canyons were awesome.
1: They were. If you want to see pictures, you can check out our
2: Instagram. You'll see some pictures of them. I think we got the doc fired up. I think he needs another beer. What do you guys think?
0: Oh, yeah. Good call.
1: For sure. What's next? What are you following with?
0: Well, as we said earlier, I'm trying to raise my self-esteem. So I did pull out one of these Wasatch Brewings. Blueberry. And Joe, to go against your. I love a Heffenweisen. With some good blueberry and fruit. This is one of my favorite beers I've ever had, actually. Cause it takes me back to my childhood and it tastes like I don't know if you guys ever remember those those um cereals that you used to get that were like Count Chocula and uh and those types. This is like this is blueberry right here in, in a in a beer. Um it's just it's I really enjoy this beer and, and I was really excited. I had it, I don't know, six, seven years ago when I went to Wasatch brewing, and so I was really excited to to find it again and and have really been enjoying it. That
1: was another really good beer, despite what we were told.
0: Yeah, no, I just it's. I think it, it wasn't so much about the beer; it was more about the brewery because it's it's in their eyes it was a big name brewery. But it is a good beer. It's a breakfast beer. You could you could drink this all day long. Doc, what did you have to to cool yourself off?
4: Yeah, you know, I just, so I just finished my uh, single hop hazy pale ale, and now I'm going with what you guys Tom had earlier. I'm, I'm going back to his fruity. Doing a mango, but it's definitely a porch pounder. So the Uinita Brewery. So cheers to them.
1: Good beer. I'm sticking with Uinita also, but I'm going with their Cutthroat Pale Ale, which the first one I was met on, but as I had two or three more of them, it's a beer I'm really starting to like. A little less hop than we're used to here on a pale ale, and a little more of the malt. And took me a little while to get used to it, but. I'm pretty happy I still have three of these left. Tom, what are you drinking?
2: Well, I'm staying uh, a little south of the border there after you guys' description of that uh, lovely adventure into uh, Arizona. And I pulled (laughs) out Arizona Trail Ale from That Brewery. Yes, it's named That Brewery in Cottonwood, Arizona. Kind of like what you just described in your beer. It's, It's a little malty, a little bit of a burnt taste to it at the end. Uh, but overall, it's a pretty solid beer. Coming in at uh, 6 ABV and a soft little 38 IBU.
5: Soft little.
2: Ooh, did
1: I get one of those in the care package you left me? I believe all of you got one of those in the care package. Excellent. And producer Joe, what's
0: a so- I have, have a question. It. What's a soft IBU? Joe, yeah. do you have any
5: soft IBUs? I don't know. Yeah, it was a nice, delicate statement, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I what saw you soft. kind
0: of flinch when he said that. I'm like, well, I'm trying. Explain it to me. What's a yeah. soft
5: IBU? Because yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Tom.
2: It's a soft taste,
5: sweet, gentle,
2: <laughs> sweet, gentle
5: mouth feel. Right. You know, like a warm hug. Oh. <laughs> I would say that
0: this blueberry has nine IBUs. That's a soft IBU.
5: That's really that's a soft delicate. IBU. Delicate, super delicate. True, probably an Eskimo kiss, maybe.
1: This is this is where the beer purists beer purists are done with us.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they
1: got mouthfeel and IBUs and bitterness units all mixed yeah. up. i uh, screw these guys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, I want I wanted to give a quick shout out. We discovered this Mountain Beach beer, whatever, from Breckenridge Brewery, which is actually owned by Anheuser Busch. So you know, that kind of put a damper on it. But I still have to say that's definitely a porch pounder mountain. Beach. I'm going to go out and pour
0: all of them out of my fridge now. Uh,
4: I know. Oh. It's a really good beer, though.
1: <laughs> I can help you with them. Todd, guess what I'm drinking right now? Good beer is good beer.
0: Yeah, And that's what Joe's drinking.
5: Joe, sell out.
0: Sell out, Joe. <laughs> uh,
5: I didn't know it was owned by anheuser Bush, but I'm not pu- I'm not pouring it out.
1: I'll tell you that much. I'm going to go with our mentor, John Hole. Good beer is good beer.
5: No, I like it. It's actually really tasty. I agree. When I said
0: I'm going to pour it out, I'm going to pour it out into my mouth. So don't worry about it. It's not going to waste because it was a really good beer.
5: Oh, okay. That's fair. That's
0: a good place for it. Yeah, I agree. Still makes you a sellout, but that's okay.
2: I I was just going to say, if memory serves, somebody gave it a uh, Shawshank around around the uh, campfire that night. Yeah, it's a great beer. No,
0: I gave it a Shawshank, but I'm going to say it got like the 25 beer bump, you know, Just like sometimes you drunk purchase, (laughs) sometimes you drunk rate beers, and you can't really be held accountable for that 25 (laughs) beer bump. We had a lot of beers that (laughs) night. Jeff and I had finally sat. Yeah. Jeff and I had finally got to the point where we said, we've been walking too much. We're going to take a stand against standing, and we're going to sit in these chairs for at least an hour plus and see how many (laughs) beers we can drink. And I can't be held accountable for the ratings I put on those beers after that.
1: You know, we got three hours in.
0: Yes, we did. We were dedicated to the craft.
1: Three hours.
5: You guys did good work there. That was it. I'll say.
1: It was our challenge to see who we could get to get us a beer so we would have to get up and get the cooler. We asked Joe about 10 times to bring his cooler over to us. And when he did, it had two beers in it.
0: (laughs) That's right. I had to finish them. The beers he'd been saving all week for us.
2: I think Talent did a long distance phone call to his wife to get him some beer, didn't he?
0: It was all part of the experiment. We were trying to see how long we could sit and not have to get up and get beers and how many different people we could get to get beers for us. And I would rate that uh, a successful experiment. That's science, doctor. That's science right there. Concrete evidence we
4: had. Hey, I I think I brought you guys... I brought you several beers.
1: Yes, you did. Doc was was golden, as always.
0: Always. Stay golden, Doc. There you go. So...
1: The trip to Springdale and Zion National Park, which had its frustrations, it had a great ending because we ended up at Zion Brewery.
0: Yeah, I would say probably we we kind of had we we went there, ended up going there twice. So next to maybe some of the breweries we've been to, where you're sitting at the ocean, probably the greatest views you'll ever get from a brewery. Uh, it was absolutely amazing that back patio that they had, and you're just kind of looking at the mountains and in, in the back of of Zion National Park, which was phenomenal, and then. They had great beers. Um, I know we, we commented on that, but I mean, it, and it wasn't just one or two. I mean, it was four or five or six different beers that were all so well made, which I think for all of us was really, that was kind of cool. So we ended up drinking a lot there as well. Unfortunately, they weren't canning, so we weren't able to take any away from them. So we had to consume everything there on site, which was fine. Uh, really cool. And we had a chance to sit down with Grant and Simon, uh, two really cool, neat guys, and hear their story and hear a little bit about the story on Zion Brewery. And overall, I thought it was a great time. Let's hear some of that interview.
1: And here we are on location at the gates of Zion National Park, Springdale, Utah, underneath the Red Mountains, 72 degrees, breezy with some strong gusts. <laughs> uh, couldn't it be a more beautiful spot to meet Grant Matthews and Simon Allen of Zion Brewing?
3: Good to be here. Nice to uh, talk beer with some beer guys. <laughs>
1: So we're very impressed already. We got early to test the product.
0: Yeah, beer beer. So far, I have, yeah, every beer is really well made and, and very very tasty. Like I said, within each of the categories, even like from the from the hazy IPA down to the sour, um, everything's been uh, really top notch. You have a favorite already, don't you, talent I well, I really like this pomegranate, but I'll be honest with you, I've been tra- I've drank a little bit of each one of them. The the lager's fantastic. <laughs> the uh, uh, which is a Jamaican lager, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's really good. The Pilsner's really good. The Hazy IPA's good. And I know you're having the brown right now as well. Yeah, the brown's
1: fantastic, and the amber was even better. And, and I'm not usually Amber super hyped up on amber, but this is fantastic. So Excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about the Zion Brewing origin story?
3: So the original brewer at Zion Brewery was um, Dale Harris. He had this vision of creating... Beer for locals around here. Then there was a guy named James Valderamas who came in, and he was the guy who um, Jeremy Baxter came and worked under, and eventually took over James's uh, James's position at the brewery. Jeremy Baxter started 2013. That's when um, Zion Brewery really started to hit its stride. And uh, Jay Meekum, he's our uh, he's our head brewer. So that's, that's who we work for. And those are the guys that have brought those amazing beers to you guys. And that's what we pride ourselves on, is having a beer for everyone and staying true to the classification of the beer. So that's some of the stuff that we try to strive for. So that is it in a kind of a nutshell. <laughs> a nutshell. Yes, And, there's and there's been t- two um, locations? Yes, we have uh, our brew pub here up in uh, Zion National Park, just outside of the outskirts of the park entrance. And uh, we recently opened up our tap room down in St. George. That's been a real hit. We serve all of our beers down there, plus there's uh, there's a, uh, a bar. So you can go and actually have liquor drinks. And what's very unique about it is you don't need to buy food to have it. We actually have a bar license down there. So... There's no food, but there's plenty of alcohol and plenty of our beer.
1: I think that's on our way out,
0: right? Yeah, no, okay. definitely. I <laughs> think yeah, it's on our way out.
3: I didn't it need out. to check, check it out. Out. out stop
0: at that. So can you tell us a little bit about then what your guys' roles with Zion Brewings?
3: I was hired on as a brewer. I had to start distributing the beer and uh, also learning the craft, working with Jay and Jeremy. It was the three of us at the time, and uh, that's when we were really starting to get busy, so I was... Trying to be anywhere and everything I could have been, just to make sure the product's out and uh, everything's uh, up to standard. So that's what I did. So we've kind of came up like a name for myself. I like to call myself the beer ambassador because I don't go. like <laughs> sales rep. Right. I'm not a salesman. I believe in the product, like you guys were saying. It's the product is clean. It's pure and it's the truth. Yeah. And I believe in it so if i believe in something i I go to bat for it so that's that's what's happened there i believe in the beer i believe in the people who make it so i hit the spaces in between (laughs) is what i do so uh yes that's my role
5: and my role is a brewer's apprentice so i'm kind of picking up Grant's little bits and helping with the distributing with him. And then I'm also in the brewery doing a lot of like the kegging, cleaning, all that sort of like little grunt work that helps everything else go. (laughs) So, but I'm getting to learn a lot. And so I'm very excited to be where I'm at.
3: And what's really interesting about uh, Simon and myself, we both have baking backgrounds. We both kind of came in here thinking we knew What fermentation was. (laughs) 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 And uh, now we're getting a a master's course on what fermentation is. And uh, for me, that was really interesting. And I think, you know, just the whole craft of beer, uh, it fascinates me. So, so do you
0: brew here on site at this venue or is it down in the St. George or no, is there another we, location? No, we
3: brew, um, when you come into Springdale, yeah. um, you'll see, welcome to Springdale. And then on the other side, of the Majestic View Lodge, we okay. brew in the basement okay. there. Yeah, we have, uh, we have maxed out that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are brewing a lot of beer out of What's your,
0: place. what's your capacity there? What's your barrels that you have there? For uh, well, capacity?
3: we, uh, the brew house is 15 barrel 15 system. Barrels, so yeah. Yes. And we have um, six fermentation vessels, and then how many bright tanks do we have? <laughs>
1: you get to think. You get to know. Yeah, that's I, five. Get a, I get it. And then about we also that. have we
3: also have a, a vessel that's dedicated to our sour program. Nice. So yeah.
0: But I can imagine, like at the the height of the tourist season, it's probably next to impossible to stay up with demand. Just based uh, on your location, and, yes, yeah. um, and that's the only show in town, really. Yes, so. it's
3: uh, it's been it's been difficult, yeah. but uh, we're, we razor's edge it right now. Yeah. So we are razor, we're on the razor's edge, trying to ride the wave and uh, see where it goes. So. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah.
1: part of the your. The beginning of Zion Brewing was to, to make great beer for the community for people mm-hmm. that live here. So, mm-hmm. can you can you tell us a little bit about the Zion community? What what's great? What's special about living here and working here and making beer here?
3: Well, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, and we make beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the natural beauty around here yeah. is uh, is very very uh, it's exceptional. Yeah, yeah we're sitting
1: <laughs> we're sitting right underneath the mountains. Yes. yes. Yeah.
3: So that's exceptional um, for myself. I, um, I live in a little town called Virgin, which is just outside of uh, Springdale. So um, the community around here has grown leaps and bounds. And just with the influx of tourism, everyone that I meet around like the tourists, especially they're very friendly what's really interesting about this job is that i get to meet people from around the world which is fun uh we get great feedback on the beer kind of like i get a lot of what you guys have yeah. said about the beer. so yeah. uh it's funny uh we get the five percent thing how come it's only five percent this and that and that's you know utah law but uh for myself personally i think five percent is a sweet spot for beer yeah yeah uh, i am not I'm interested in enjoying several beers yes. i don't need to be going to bed after two yeah
1: did tyler in wisconsin catch that no in no news? that's yes. funny but yeah, <laughs> we have a we have a listener who's always on our case about our beers aren't strong enough yeah, yeah.
3: no i think five percent is the perfect spot so um that's what i want in a beer i don't if i want something harder i would go in a different realm but uh five percent beer yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah,
0: Cheers. And I would say Cheers. especially, again, based on your location, because people aren't here coming. They're coming here to have a beer and then go on a hike or have a yes. beer and go in and, and check out the scenery and everything else. And if they yes. come here and it's a 8% or 9% or it's like, no, I'm going back and taking a nap. And, yeah, it could get, it,
3: that yeah, Yeah, and it could get very dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this terrain around here is very unforgiving. Yeah. So. I
1: agree that 5% is a sweet spot for Oh, the it is beer. a great spot. As yeah. I get that's older, a, 5%. Yeah. Why is do you just want right? anything more than
0: that? Because you can't enjoy the beer at that's a certain That's what point. I'm saying.
3: Right. Like, sure. And we've had people wax poetic yeah. that own breweries down like Florida. We right. all know what Florida's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, they're like, yeah. oh, this is so nice. I can have two uh, juicy IPAs right? and, and not fine. be... Yeah. yeah,
0: I call them porch pounders. I mean, that's what they are. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You can have... Four or five of them, and you still feel like you can operate and do something exactly. Else. And, and yeah. you've had, like I said, like you come here and you could have four or five different styles that are all really well made, yes. and that's that's much more enjoyable than, like I said, one imperial stout that is, a, yeah. or even like I said, even as epics, you have a couple of their IPAs, and they're at eight percent, and it's like, well, I think I'm, good I'm good done night. for the day. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah,
3: so. Good night, sweet prince. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hamlet quote: We got our Hamlet quote. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so
0: talking about the beers, I think I think you kind of nailed it. I think you guys have done a a great job. Like I said, that that kind of that attention to detail with regards to each of the styles. Um, there is a wide variety on your menu. I even saw that you guys have kind of a seasonal beer that will come in, or or beers yes. that come in as well. Um, so there really is something for everyone. And, and I think you you know tasting the beers, you can just kind of see that attention to detail. They they are clean, they're crisp, they're easy drinking, but they're very flavorful. Someone's coming here for the first time. What do you recommend that they try?
3: Well, uh, my personal favorite is uh, our uh, the Red Ale, okay. which is the Red Altar. It's kind of an homage to uh, the Altar of Sacrifice, which is a monument around here. Um, I love it, but I'm impartial to red style beers. Originally, I'm from Canada. We used to, as teenagers growing up, we always drank uh, Rickards Red, <laughs> which was great for a teenage palate, right? right? <laughs> that, 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 was, that was good, but... Uh... I've
0: actually had it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's good.
3: Oh, yeah, it's not, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, my, yeah.
0: My, a lot of my wife's from Canada, a lot of my family, so I've spent a lot of time up there drinking the Kokanee and oh, yeah. Rickards Red and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, but, yes. all that stuff, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Rickards Redneck. <laughs> I think ours is exceptional. We dry hop it with uh, Eldorado and Cascade. I just think it's one of the most well-crafted beers I've ever had. If you get on the beer blogs in Utah, you will have some of the beer geeks actually wax poetic about this beer <laughs> saying that it's um, the best 5% beer in Utah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Hey, Simon, what are you drinking?
5: I am drinking the Jamaican lager. So yeah. I actually kegged that one today, so I felt it was uh, necessary to drink a pint <laughs> <laughs> after.
0: Yeah. Plus it's Quality
3: control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So talking about that one, though, so Jamaican lager, what, what makes it a Jamaican lager? Or is that just the name? Okay, so
3: everyone... Uh, yeah. Uh, So Dale Harris, this beer has been around since the inception of the brewery. And... uh, there's a newspaper article, you can look it up online. because it was one of the same questions I had when I said, What makes yeah, it Jamaican? Yeah. What is there, hops coming from Jamaica? <laughs> That's what I was asking. No, yes. apparently um special hops. Someone's yeah, someone's uh <laughs> habits while brewing yeah, the yeah, beer yeah, yeah, that makes okay. sense. Was <laughs> yeah. um that that was the inspiration for the name. Right. Um <laughs> no. we have since we have since improved improved it though. Yeah. We've rebranded it down at uh, uh, Station 2, our new taproom. So it's the Station 2 lager. Okay. We've changed up uh, our yeast strain. We use a um, California Common yeast strain in that, uh, which makes it almost like a steam ale. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really good. So Very a flavorful. Oh, yeah, excellent. No, it's, it's excellent. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, kind of inspired by uh, Anchor Steam Ale.
0: Yeah. That's so. I said. I think that's what's so impressive. is like you guys do your lagers and your pilsners. And they're really really good and then you step across up like i said to the ipas and they're still really really good that's yep. pretty neat to see that that yep. kind of that spectrum of of beers
3: yeah that's uh that's that's jeremy and jay for you yeah. those guys are they hit home runs and uh it's it's a pleasure to, to work with them and learn from them and uh yeah get my ass kicked <laughs> by this uh budding beer uh mecca yeah. around here and jeremy i would i would say the guy's the grandfather of craft beer around here so um yeah he's so, uh so speaking of that just
0: a question because we came through st george yes. and we went to silver reef um, yes and then you guys but there's there's not a lot of breweries around here right now mm-hmm. so is that is that you know like you say the, the scene is that you feel like it's growing and it's going to be one of these things that's going to take off here or because i know you go to salt lake city and you can find a bunch of breweries now oh up, salt up lake Nader. city's it's, amazing yeah and, uh, and, and, amazing beer yeah.
3: culture up there um I don't see us going that yeah <laughs> that far but uh so we have we've kind of set a precedence right for what we're doing uh, the community loves it college kids love it yeah. that's for sure <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting dynamic on a friday night i guess this re- this is something that this region has needed for yeah. a long time there are plans for a utah-centric uh tap room down uh down in saint george too Utah beer is good, really good. If you guys get a chance to go up to Salt Lake City, you guys need to check yeah. it out. It's uh, exceptional. Yeah, I've been to Wasatch and
0: Squatters and, and had a bunch of them. I agree, they were they're fantastic. I, I the Wasatch that yeah. they have that the Blueberry Heff is one of my favorite beers of, of any beer I've had. Really? Yeah, I love that beer.
3: Well, you got to dig a little deeper. Yeah, uh, I, Wasatch I, is kind of like the Budweiser yeah, of Utah. But I just, which that was, I, no but disrespect to I went there, but I right,
0: went there about uh, it was probably six years ago. Okay. And uh, and that and then Squatters and then a couple and like so I'm, I'm assuming since then in the last six years it's probably just gone. Yeah. Crazy.
3: Yeah. Um, we uh, we have uh, friends of ours, uh, Salt Fire Brewing. Okay. They specialize in canned and bottled high points. That's what's uh, kind of uh partnership that we pour their beers down at uh, Station in, in 2. Station 2. Very cool. We've done collaboration brews with them, and it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because they're into the high points, right. and we're into draft 5%, five, five right? Yeah. So that's... Uh, it's an odd kind of relationship, right. and plus they're anarchists, <laughs> anarchist punks, and we're like these kind of like, I don't know, what are we, Simon? It's a good question. Yeah, yeah, still we, yeah, yeah that we're that still trying out. to figure that out. We're just, uh, I don't know. I
1: guess you're not straight and narrow, because you didn't do the opposite of, of Oh, yeah, no,
3: we're definitely, we're definitely not straight and narrow, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we are. <laughs>
1: well, whatever you're doing, you have a beautiful yeah. venue you're doing it in. Yes. And they're, like we said, clean, yeah, true, to, true to the style beers, uh, very well made. We're excellent. super impressed.
0: And you, excellent. You gosh. touched on it earlier. Any thoughts to, to getting back into Because one of the things we've noticed with all these breweries and visiting them during COVID, canning's become huge right mm-hmm. as a way for a lot of breweries to stay in business mm-hmm. have you guys thought about doing that to, to kind of spread the love
3: we get requests for it constantly and consistently yeah. it's a logistical issue at the moment i believe there are plans to do it in the future yeah. but um we are doing just fine That's with fine. Uh, our draft beer yeah. selling it to our pub we have several accounts right. around town Around this region, and then also we will go up to uh, Salt Lake City, and, uh, and uh, we have selective accounts that will right. pour our beer yeah. up
0: there. Well, your location is, like I said, I don't think you could find a better location. Oh, you can. And any, anybody that's come to visit Zion for the day, this is where you should end your day, or maybe start your day, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you definitely want to be here at some point, and, and, uh, and, and it's, it's fantastic. So
3: Excellent. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So
0: thank you to
1: Grant Matthews and Simon Allen for sitting down with us and, and sharing your story. Oh, our thank pleasure. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Cheers. guys.
3: Yep, thank Cheers. you. Well,
1: we had another surprise in Zion. Doc was recognized from the podcast by listener Scott Kiggins, hiker, beer drinker, middle school teacher in South Carolina.
4: That's right. You know, I was at the bathroom, and I was sitting on the toilet after you know drinking all this beer, and, and I said, <laughs> I said, damn, where's my bidet? And the guy at the urinal said, Doc, is that you? And, and there we go. <laughs> all right, so here here's a doctor. We're here at Design Brewery coming up to a random table asking these folks, where are you all from? South
5: Carolina. Has South Carolina.
4: anyone here ever heard of the I Like Beer, the podcast? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, you have? And what's your name? My name is Scott. Scott, listener Scott. It's good to see you. What's your favorite uh, part of the podcast? All of it. <laughs> I like beer. You I like beer. And uh, what beer are you liking right now at this minute? That is the Pale Ale from the Zion Brewery. Okay, so in South Carolina, tell us, uh, what's your favorite brewery in South Carolina? Right now, it's probably a place in Fort Mill, South Carolina called Amore. Nice. So, listener Scott, thanks for being a loyal listener. Love you
2: guys. Thank you. I appreciate it.
4: Loving you. All right. This is the doctor.
0: That definitely sounds like it happened in a bathroom. <laughs> Love you. Loving you. I don't know. <laughs> that was good well done Todd
1: that was great I was there well done Scott we appreciate you thanks for teaching the kids and thanks for listening cheers anyone on the ILB team have a something they want to share from the trip it was a little harder to find beers there but
0: we managed and we found some beer drinking time around the fire each night it was a great trip enjoyed hanging out with you guys enjoyed hanging out with the the spouses as well we did manage to find a lot of good beers, had some really good beers on this trip. And I think all it did was just kind of stoke more of, uh, you know, that interest or that zest to get continue to get back out on the road and checking out and finding out new breweries and meeting new people. So it was it was really cool. Hey, Joe, you want to, your wife, we made uh, the fun coordinator. Fun boss. Yeah, she did a great
1: job. Tell us a little bit about what uh, what Kim Kim cooked up for us.
5: Yeah, Kim, just shout out to my wife. She did a great job. Had a newlywed contest that only had us partially blushing, so (laughs) took everybody right to the edge and brought them back nicely, so well done there. We had a costume contest that, uh, shout out to Brad and Vanessa for winning that and being um, Danny and Sandy, right? Is that right? Danny and Sandy.
0: I will say this, though, Joe, sorry to interrupt you here real quick, but the influencer and his wife should have won. Because they were Cobra Kai, and Cobra Kai always wins. Cobra Kai was awesome.
5: Because they're awesome. Yeah, Cobra Kai was (laughs) was pretty fantastic. If Brad didn't nail that uh, Danny I I agree. I
0: think theirs was over the top. (laughs) I think theirs was fantastic. But Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence never loses.
5: Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome.
5: So yeah, we had a great time, and Kim did particularly well at hooking us up.
0: Yeah, she did. She did an awesome job.
1: Well, being out on an adventure is always fun. There's always little things from home I miss. Uh, Doc made it very clear that he was missing his bidet throughout the trip. But, Doc, you know what I was missing? This.
4: Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. This edition, I'm titling Missing You, because as Jeff just mentioned, there were several things I missed on this trip. You know, I loved camp with you guys, but after a week, there were a lot of things I was missing. So these beers are named after things I was missing after eight days camping. And so once again, people, I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One I made up while camping in Utah. Here we go. One thing I was missing was my couch. So beer number one is Couch Cushion in Imperial Double IPA, Couch Cushion. Beer number two, I was missing watching sports on my big ass, smart ass TV. So beer number two is smart ass TV sour, smart ass TV sour. Beer number three, I wish I could have brought my fridge. And uh, beer number three is Bring the Fridge IPA. And beer number four, as we alluded to already, probably way too much on this podcast, but you know, I want my sphincter clean as a whistle. So basically, beer number four is called Whistling Sphincter, a Mars End. So, once again, people, the four beers were things I was missing in camping couch cushion, smart ass TV, bring the fridge, and whistling sphincter. Once again, which beer is not a beer? Couch cushion, smart ass TV sour, bring the fridge, or whistling sphincter? Which is not a beer? Tom, which is not a beer?
2: Well, I got to say, Doc, you certainly missed a lot while you were gone this is a pretty challenging lineup but I'm gonna go with smart as TV sour
4: smart ass TV all right producer joe couch cushion smart ass TV bring the fridge or whistling sphincter
5: yeah I was landing on smart ass TV sour I'll stay with Tom
4: smart ass TV all right influencer jeff
5: I was thinking that but You
1: never pick with Joe on these things. That's just not a winning course.
5: No, never has.
1: So I'm going to go with the Whistling Sphincter. Sphincter. Marzahn. Whistling Sphincter.
0: Whistling
4: Sphincter. And last but not least, Talent.
0: I'm just going to go with this. There's no way that I would ever drink this beer. Whistling Sphincter. I can't believe that anyone would name a beer that. But if they did, I wouldn't drink it.
4: All right. So nobody chose Couch Cushion, which really is an imperial double IPA from Dank House Brewing in Newark, Ohio. And no one chose Bring the Fridge, which is an IPA from Poland. I figured we were uh, you know, an international podcast. So we're down to Smart Ass TV Sour and Whistling Sphincter. Whistling Sphincter really is a Marzen from Synchemist Brewing in Starksville, <laughs> Missouri. That's the beer I made up was Smartass TV Sour. Nice. I'm on the board. (laughs) Show's on the board. I made it. I guess so. (laughs) Who's drinking whistling sphincter? Thanks for joining us for another edition of Beer or Not a Beer.
0: Hey, we need to see what the label looks like for that whistling sphincter beer. In fact, I think maybe that's a a Christmas gift for Doc. Could we get him a shirt? Let him walk around with that on.
4: (laughs) Yeah, a shirt.
2: With a picture of a bidet on the back or something? (laughs)
4: Because I need my sphincter clean as a whistle. (laughs) I think a hat. Thank you, Doc.
1: Thank you, Shalon, Grant, and Simon for sharing beers and stories. Thank you, listeners, for spending the hour with us. Make sure you stop by our website. I like beer at thepodcast.com to see some photos from our trip and check out our ILB, the book club on YouTube. We'd love to keep chatting, but right now we got to run. B-A-A-R-U-N,
2: beer run. beer run. All we need is a 10 and a fiber. a
4: car and a key and a sober driver. B-A-A-R-U-N, beer run.